In my life, I've had many encounters with love. Sometimes it has been the love of nature. Endless summer days, cool fall nights, snowy mornings. Sometimes it has been a oneness in relationship, shared silence, the mingling of tears. Sometimes love has been a passion for justice, the fight for equity, and a concern for others. Sometimes love has been the parenting of puppies, <laughs> of others, and myself. Sometimes love has been creating words on paper and gardens in my own life. Sometimes love has been pain and sorrow, sometimes dream and fulfillment, sometimes common sense practicality. But at all times, love has nurtured me, enlivened me, fulfilled me, wooed me, and drawn me into oneness with God. And so, now at the age of 46, in the knowledge that no love is ever wasted, and that all love is part of God's love, I try my best to celebrate all the loving that God has graciously allowed me to partake, to create, to enhance. And so, as this new day unfolds, I wonder how love has shaped and is shaping your life. Amen. Good morning, Stone Village, and happy Sunday. I hope that all of you are well and safe in this world. All is well in my world. The Lord be with you, and let us pray. Prepare us, O God, to hear your word through the scripture of this day. Confront us with your claim upon our lives. Clarify the choices we must make if our lives are to have meaning and purpose. Help us to respond to the one who came as the bread of life, so we may know life at its fullest and at its very best. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The reading today is from Mark chapter 12, verses 28 through 34. One of the scribes came near and heard them disputing with one another. And seeing that he had answered them, well, he asked him, which commandment is first of all? Jesus answered, the first is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Then the scribe said to him, you are right, teacher. You have truly said that God is one, and beside God there is no other. And to love God with all the heart and with all the understanding and with all the strength, and to love one's neighbor as oneself. This is much more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. 
After that, no one dared <laughs> to ask him any questions. <laughs> this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. <clears throat> Considering that tomorrow is Valentine's Day, I find myself wondering, how's your love life? How's your love life? It's a fairly uncomfortable question. I feel uncomfortable. Seriously, though, I ask the question because I believe it is the unspoken question running through today's reading. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. These are the two commandments on which everything hangs. You can't have one without the other. If you want to know how well or how much you love God, look at how you are or are not loving your neighbor. As the scribe said in today's reading, this is much more important than all of the burnt offerings and sacrifices. And so I will ask you again, how's your love life? Most of us have come to understand love as primarily a feeling or affection, and it can certainly have those qualities. But what if Jesus isn't asking or talking about our feelings for or affection towards another person or even God? What if Jesus is talking about our commitment to them? What if Jesus is really saying, you shall commit to the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength, and you shall commit to your neighbor as yourself. I wonder what it would look like in each of our lives today to have the same level of commitment to the lives and well-being of others as we have to our own. If you want to know the depth and character of your commitment to God, look at your commitment to your neighbor, especially the neighbor who is different from you in appearance, in belief, in economic status, in gender identity, in sexual orientation, and political affiliation. What do you see? To whom are you committed? And to whom are you not committed? What do your commitments to another look like? And how much are you willing to give? And what do you hold back? To put it bluntly, who matters to you and who doesn't? When I think about the two commandments in that way, <laughs> I really don't want to answer my own question. It doesn't just make me uncomfortable. It makes me a bit queasy. One of the things I know about myself, and maybe this is true for you as well, is I can always find the time, money, and passion for the people and things 
that really matter to me. And regardless of how much I have, I will never have enough time, money, and passion for the people and things that don't matter to me. Understand, I am not talking about the quantity of my hours and dollars, but the quality of my commitments. Honestly, I believe we've become so familiar with the two love commandments, we no longer hear what they are asking of us. Think about it like this. What if you asked someone, do you love me? And after a long and awkward pause, in considerable deliberation, he or she said, well, up to a certain point, <laughs> under certain conditions, to a certain extent, yes, yes, I, 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 I do love you. <laughs> you have your answer, but it's likely not what you wanted or hoped to hear. We all know that's not love. And it's not the commitment we want from someone who claims to love us. The love, the commitment Jesus speaks about is all or nothing, everyone or no one. Because the only measure of love is love without measure. My guess, however, is that for most of us, love is circumstantial. We tend to love others depending on the circumstances, who the other is, what he or she has said or done, how they have treated us, whether we have positive feelings about or an attraction to them, whether we agree or disagree with them, and whether we consider them acceptable and lovable. I wonder whose names and faces came up for you as I said that. Who is lovable and who is not? Who meets your criterion and who does not? Circumstantial love sounds to me like an investment more than a commitment. When I invest in someone, I usually expect a return on my investment. I'm looking for a profit. I want to know what's in it for me. But when I commit to someone, I'm in it for the other not myself, and I'm willing to risk losing it all. And isn't that what we see in the life of Jesus? He didn't invest himself in the cross. No, he committed himself to it. And isn't that why we can speak of the cross as a symbol of love? Jesus' love is not circumstantial, and neither is his command to love. Love cannot be dependent on circumstance or attitude. We do not perfectly love 
if our love depends on someone's positive relationship to us. But only when we accept the variety and instability of how others treat us and regard us. Now, I don't know what to do with all of that. And I don't believe the people listening to Jesus that day did either. <laughs> Maybe that's why no one dared to ask him a question. Maybe there are no questions to ask him. Only questions to ask ourselves. Questions about our love and commitment to others. Questions about who's in and who's out. Questions about how much we are willing to give and how much we hold back. You should love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. After that, no one dared to ask him any question. There was only silence. The kind of silence that speaks and challenges. The kind of silence that reveals the gulf between what is and what might be. The kind of silence that opens a space for something new to arise. Take a moment to feel that silence. Listen to what the silence is asking of you. What is it offering you? And then ask yourself the question, how's your love life? Thanks be to God. Amen. I give thanks to God for each of you, and I pray this day you bear witness to the love of God in this world. <laughs> bear witness to the love of God. So those to whom love is a stranger, they will find in you a generous and loving friend. In the name of Christ Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit, amen. I love you, stoners. I hope you have a wonderful day. As a reminder, we are back um, in church Sundays, 10 a.m. So hopefully I'll see you soon. Bye.